Dudar, welcome again to the show for the like third time I've said that, but we want to know a little bit about you and your background. You do a lot of different things. I've read a lot of your articles and editorials you've put out, and I think you're a great voice for uh, Bitcoin mining in particular and kind of, I've, I've enjoyed watching how active you've been kind of in the educating people through the media, through written media. So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of your backstory, and we are going to ask some Kazakhstan questions. Okay. Thank you, Justin. Yeah. I'm Didar from Kazakhstan, Bitcoin miner. So we started in 2018. Uh, my friend was living in California in 2017 during the bull market. And he called me like, Hey, did, did you hear about Bitcoin? And I said, no, he said, just read about it. Just read mm -hmm. everyone like is talking about this. So I thought, okay, but I wasn't so, you know, excited about it as he was. So, yeah, yeah. But then I started to read about Bitcoin and I was like, wow, this thing is something unique and special. Uh, especially for such countries as Kazakhstan, who used to be a part of like communist world, Soviet mm. Union, very centralized, you know. Mm. <laughs> and it was like, like, and my background is finance. So I've been studying finance in university. I did my master's degree in finance uh, in UK. So and Bitcoin mostly was about like liberating money. Mm. And I was like, wow, the thing is cool. So then we started to brainstorm what we can do in Bitcoin space. In Kazakhstan, there's not much you can do. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, people like just don't know like at that time about Bitcoin. What is like, what is the economy like? Like, like are there are certain industries that, yeah. that Kazakhstan is known for? Uh, it's oil and gas. Okay. And agriculture. Okay. And also some, uh, you know, the steel manufacturing, metals. So Kazakhstan is rich for natural resources. Okay. Uh, other than that, like IT and uh, all this banking, it's just developed recently, like maybe the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, mostly Kazakhstan is well known for its natural resources. Nice. So, yeah, going back 2018 so and 17, we were like brainstorming, like we can, couldn't do any software company because we don't have like any IT background. But we were like in business, we were doing mm -hmm. trading, buying stuff from China, selling in Kazakhstan. Yeah. <laughs> so I was running some, you know, uh, like local businesses, like services. We got the restaurant, we got some, you know, selling points. So we were like in very traditional business. Uh, and I uh, suggested like, let, let's do mining. Because mm -hmm. it seems like the electricity is cheap in Kazakhstan comparing to other parts of the world and we have China here. We know how to buy stuff in China, how to bring it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we know how to run the business. So we bought 50 S9, S9s. 50 of them? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like 25 each. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we placed them first, like the guy who sold us, he said, okay, I will take care of them. Like I will run them at my place, like in my warehouse and everything said okay we gave it to him but then like his uptime was terrible like, really like, like what kind of percentage like maybe 50 or 60 oh percent. really wow yeah it's really bad it's what really kind of bad. what price was the electricity uh back then like the electricity price was like total maybe four cents okay yeah all right we paid for him yeah with his service and that included, included his service yeah. Yeah. wow that's yeah that's cheap that's yeah super that's cheap. why I that is a trade-off for the 50 percent right. uptime right yeah to, to mine bitcoin uh -huh. so that was only like way to do something in this yeah. industry did you have to provide the capital for the other than the machines but for the infrastructure and racks and all that or uh, like what was the design of that early operation with the <laughs> s9s so it was like no design, you know, the uh, shells that are uh, uh -huh. used in the store. Right. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That was it. You see, just see, there? He used uh, this uh, like shelves and like internet cable. And uh -huh. just, How yeah. hot was it in that room? Oh, it was really hot. Did you guys have ventilation or anything? Or like so it was like from one side, he had some fans like from the window blowing. <laughs> yeah, like an AC, <laughs> a window AC unit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, then we decided like we were like tired of this guy because he was like uh, doing it really bad and we said okay let's let's do mm -hmm. like let's find some place and uh, do this by ourselves right uh and so uh, 
we took the machines from him and put it in our place and it was way better mm -hmm. and at the same time like we were preaching bitcoin you know in kazakhstan right. among our friends because yeah. it's uh, like new for us we are so excited we are doing mining we have all these mining payouts in our right. like app uh, how like did you pool. sorry i want to because i do want to know like you if you only really heard about it in 2018 right so like what because I see the stuff you write now and it's very well put together and like you're obviously a proponent for like the hard money aspect of Bitcoin. What was the education process like for you? Were you preaching it based on like this is solid money or were you preaching it based on we can make a lot of money just mining Bitcoin? You oh, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when did you become an advocate for like the hard money aspect of it? I think from very beginning, but it was... uh in i mean uh excitement was doubled because it also like like was was good for now yeah i mean right. what's something that you can do money i mm -hmm. mean you can you live can make for money it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah yeah you don't have to do other stuff so that mm -hmm. sometimes some ideas are so good but you cannot like you know um cancel your real world your right. job your everything and just like preach this and live by this yeah. but with bitcoin it's you can do like, both yes. especially if you get power that yes. cheap over there because so, like if he's including his fee he's probably paying what two or three cents a kilowatt hour right for for the actual electricity yeah so that's, it was obviously a very good area to be mining bitcoin yeah and uh, i understand that immediately so i understood that it's not only like i like it as an idea and i want to do something and also like it's something that i can like you know feed my family and mm -hmm. develop the business so uh and i know and initially i was preaching like i'm just like bitcoin new money so mm -hmm. it's decentralized so yeah. how mining works and everything and my friends were like excited that i showed the app like a mining pool app mm -hmm. where all the payouts are and they and they wanted to join like hey mm -hmm. how, how can i join like so we started to help them so mm -hmm. we bought machines for them, placed it in our place, and uh, the business slowly started to grow. Mm -hmm. Then we went for first conference in Georgia, 2018, Bitmain organized. Mm -hmm. So I met some international miners. And when they learned our electricity price, they said, hey, <laughs> how can we move some mm -hmm. of our operation in Kazakhstan? We started mm -hmm. to help them. So organically, naturally, it was like growing. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, 20. 21 china banned uh, bitcoin mm -hmm. and all the chinese miners came to kazakhstan Just i mean poured in. yeah probably everywhere in the world mm -hmm. like they went to america to russia mm -hmm. but in kazakhstan it was like huge boom yeah mm -hmm. so they 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 took almost everything like mm -hmm. what was available on the electricity market they really has that driven up electricity prices or has that driven them down? Like, uh, in Kazakhstan, because the system is too centralized, right? Uh, the price is fixed. Okay. It's so not it's like here, kinda, like yeah. market price, you yeah. bid for it, like demand and supply. Mm -hmm. well, that government. Be, that's, maybe, maybe that's a good thing in terms I, of like at least knowing what your cost is going right. to be. Running your business. Yeah. For, for running business, yes. It. But for the whole economy in the system, it's bad. Mm -hmm. yeah when the market doesn't regulate now we see why because all of this like we got independence 1991 all this like how many 30 years mm -hmm. uh there wasn't much investment in the power generation business right because it's not very profitable probably it, it, it's not profitable at all right so you put your investments and then probably you will not get your money mm -hmm. back because mm -hmm. of so low tariffs yeah. and the uh, only thing you do you keep um you know repairing old soviet union infrastructure yeah man see that's the thing that y y we don't think about here like we're so we're spoiled honestly and you know we got we have infrastructure issues too but not probably at all close to the level that you guys deal with there and our, i mean so our, is it, our grid is failing here right, right now yeah. so my jiu-jitsu gym on monday i showed up uh -huh. electricity was out and i was like what's going on they're like rolling blackouts throughout houston no kidding yeah Nobody was talking about it, but they said they're just systematically just shutting down certain areas because so it was like it was like 104, 105 uh, degrees or whatever it was. So everybody's like, running their AC. The grid's just mm -hmm. like overloaded right now. Gosh, I mean, this curtailment no electricity right now. Oh, I, AC I would be brutal. Yeah. Oh, and it's also upstairs, and so it turns into a oh, sauna. Gosh. Yeah. I wonder these curtailment programs for miners. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so they should help in these uh, kind of uh, situations when the mm-hmm. price is high for electricity. They should shut down. They do. They do. They, they do. have yeah. been right, and and that actually, I I would be curious to know because like obviously this summer is horrible as far as you know the weather, the heat. This is know. worldwide. Yeah, it like is. It's it like is you're seeing right like now. I think China had like 120 something degrees. Oh my gosh, mm. man. Yeah, Europe also is like. Uh, I yesterday I talked to one guy from mm-hmm. Austria. He said like. Yeah, it's a uh, record high now. Yeah. There as well. And we were asking before we started recording, like, what do you, what do you enjoy the least about Houston right now? It's weather. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, only now. Only uh, now. Yeah, because yeah. when I came in December, I was enjoying from December till May. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah, yeah it's it nice. Then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It is. It's only but... miserable for a few months. It's not all the time. Yeah. It's basically June through September. Yeah, you know, and then it'll start cooling off in October. It can still be brutal in October. But like I was telling him before you walked in, I said the trade-off for the awful weather for a few months a year is the amount of opportunity, Tons of opportunity. there is in Houston. Right. And I just think it's unmatched. I don't think it, there's anything like it either. I mean, I came down here from Missouri several years ago. I know maybe we're getting off topic, but this is part of it. Yeah. When yeah. I came down, I mean, the different amount of jobs, like the oil and gas industry, and just things I'd never even heard of, and I'm literally only like two or three states away. Um, but yeah, the opportunity here is is incredible. So, um, but yeah, back to Kazakhstan. I don't know. We were talking about this too. We don't know anything about Kazakhstan really, except Borat. And uh, that was kind of, I, I had a text exchange with somebody this morning and I was telling them, yeah, we got a guy from Kazakhstan coming on here. And they're like, I've never met anybody from Kazakhstan. I was like, I haven't either. Yeah, I think it's, you're literally the first person yeah. I've ever met from oh, Kazakhstan. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, so. Tell us, like, what is the biggest difference in Kazakhstan and here? And, you know, kind of how, how have you how have you adjusted to it so far? Yeah, I just adjusted well. Um, the biggest difference, maybe culture, some cultural really? things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you staying here permanently? Or yeah. You, you are? Okay, nice, nice, good. What, what's the biggest thing culturally that's, like, been surprising to you about the US? Uh, It's not surprising, maybe even something i like it's like mm-hmm. uh, here people like enjoy freedom really right. i mean in, yeah in, in everything like you, you can you can say what you want you can do what you want nobody mm. cares like yeah <laughs> yeah so there we have like more like traditional ways so it's some period maybe during first presidency uh, mm-hmm. we, we we had like uh, nazarbayev and at that time, you cannot say bad things about him. Wow. <laughs> so, man, we don't think we I did literally never crosses my mind. Mm-hmm. But you think that most of the world really operates that way. Right, right. And especially over there. I mean, yeah, now, the, now in Kazakhstan, it's much better. Yeah. In terms of freedom, but uh, still, people lived under Soviet system for centuries, right. under some, you know, some kind of tyranny for mm-hmm. 20 years mm-hmm. and still like older generation they are kind of very conservative very long. right i mean 32 years ago is when you guys got your independence it's just so wild that's yeah. so wild like we got our, we got ours like 250 yeah. years ago yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's crazy we still celebrate it too yeah, yeah. july 4th yeah. right it's kind of weird to think about it too. yeah it's like it it's been it's been hundreds of years and we're still just like yeah man fuck the brits <laughs> and uh i saw statistics like 2.5 billion were spent on fireworks in the united states oh that's a big no business kidding. yeah, yeah they're all made in china too yeah ironic yeah. That is, that is, right. but, but yeah, so your guys' operations, so tell us about your mining company. Yeah, um, uh, we operate uh, in Kazakhstan. Uh, we started recently here. We have uh, hosted some of um, our machines with local hosters in mm-hmm. West Virginia and Iowa, mm-hmm. but it's like small operation. We are not that yeah. big. How, how much do you have going in Kazakhstan and here combined? What's... So in Kazakhstan, it's uh, sad to say we built 65 megawatt uh, facilities, mm-hmm. but only maybe seven or eight megawatt is running right now. Really? Yeah. Now all the other government just don't let miners mine. Now. I was going to ask about that. So let's yeah, let's talk mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the what are the challenges? I mean, that's a big discrepancy between right. 65 megawatts and, and like seven and eight megawatts. Yeah. Yeah, because. Yeah, what what are the challenges that ultimately drove you to to wanting to come to the U.S. and and, and expand here? Uh, so in Kazakhstan is a small country. Country generates only like seventeen gigawatt 
per hour of mm-hmm. energy mm-hmm. comparing to Texas. I think Texas do 90. Yeah, I was going to say 84, 85, something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like how much? Five, five times smaller mm-hmm. than Texas itself, just Texas. Kazakhstan. Yeah. And so the pop- uh, recently population is growing really fast. Mm-hmm. Also, other businesses are growing, like traditional industries. Uh, but the infrastructure, as I said, mm-hmm. is very old. All mm-hmm. these power plants, uh, all these electricity lines, substations are old, and they uh, they like failing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we face some kind of deficit of electricity there. So um, uh, it's just uh, not enough generation uh, to supply every customer. So government decided. So miners are kind of scapegoats. <laughs> right. So they doesn't bring real real value to the economy and they said okay let's do separate category where, where, where we say miners cannot consume electricity uh, from electricity grid uh, during the deficit times mm-hmm. but it's 90 percent of the admin, day I, yeah wow wow so, so uh, the eight megawatts you got going out of that 65 is that the, the why is that one not kind of hit i guess um because also they um, they made some regulations where mm-hmm. you can uh, like here we have some market you know market element in our mm-hmm. economy where they say only miners go to certain auction and they bid for the electricity price okay so we got like almost the seven uh not seven, six six to seven cents mm-hmm. per kilowatt hour right and in Kazakhstan, it's extremely like expensive, mm-hmm. and uh, they only give like how much? One hundred megawatt, maybe maximum per day, mm-hmm. and everyone bids for it to all the miners. All the miners. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's and crazy. Is they bidding in terms of like raising up the price, or is it bidding in terms of like it's like a lottery and just uh, raising price mm-hmm. and capacity? Mm-hmm. So whoever bids, so some companies what they do, they for example buy all 100 megawatts but they don't need it they need for their operation just 40 megawatts mm-hmm. and then they can resell some like with their margin <laughs> right. so i mean yeah. you have to have some capital to bid every day and mm-hmm. uh, to do and it's very limited so it um it makes no sense to build more there and with the, our also current facilities that we built we face also another problem uh it's um the grid itself just keeps these letters where they restrict <laughs> mm-hmm. to sell electricity directly in some regions to miners mm-hmm. so that's also the problem so mainly it's an infrastructural problem so right. nobody invests in these power plants for 30 years nobody have incentives to do that and now government have to just work with limited mm-hmm. resources and uh, keep everyone happy has there been any thought of like the the power generators actually just using Bitcoin mining as that end consumer for building out generation? Because if you're mining with it, I mean, you could theoretically, and this has been kind of a hypothesis for some areas like El Salvador, we've talked about this before, where you use mining to fund the, you know, generate the building of infrastructure, power generation, until there's an end consumer that can start taking that power um, for residential, commercial uses, whatever. Um, but during that time frame where you're waiting for that to occur, you're using mining to basically be your end consumer and fund your operation. Is is there nobody talking about doing that over there? Yeah, we were talking about it, but mm-hmm. uh, and even uh, one project is starting now. So uh, the one company they do not only mining but also oil and gas business Mm -hmm. and they started uh, the project where they want to build one gigawatt of wind and Mm -hmm. solar Mm -hmm. power in one region and uh, they want uh, first miners to come and consume this electricity because also they need to build all this infrastructure Mm -hmm. like electricity lines to get it to the grid Mm -hmm. because it's transmission uh, lines yeah that's a problem everywhere everywhere so first they want to uh, generate this electricity and sell to miners and then after that some time when they require money they will build the rest Mm -hmm. so there is even such project but the problem with kazakhstan with kazakhstan it's a systematic problem it's like you know laws lawmakers Mm -hmm. so (laughs) oh that's a problem there too you have a problem with lawmakers in kazakhstan it's crazy that only happens there (laughs) that's weird that's a problem that all of us can understand Yeah. Yeah. yeah 
So the problem that Bitcoin mining is intersection of many areas like finance, energy sector, so uh, utilities. So it's and a lot of laws should be like changed <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's not done like really fast. That's yeah. why also some problems and Kazakhstan is too centralized. So mm. that's why uh, everyone needs to, you know, comply with the law. If there is no law, mm. then nobody can do it here. Mm. Like right. even if it's, uh, if it's in gray area, uh, so people still do it uh, and mm. waiting just for good legislation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the thing you see so many countries around the world that where they could really benefit from yeah. bringing mining in as as a part of like infrastructure build out and really embracing the opportunity and technology that bitcoin mining brings uh in that regard and it's like man you look at el salvador they feel like they seem to be embracing it and f trying to find ways to continue to weave it into their economy or their grid infrastructure and then there's others where it's like man it, this is such an opportunity for you and this is a, an answer for a lot of the things yeah. that are causing you you know you and your population unreliable to have unreliable grids or to just not be able to grow in the way they could like having the amount of natural resources there in Kazakhstan yeah is a huge huge opportunity there a lot of places don't have that type of natural resources and it's like man there's this is a way where you can actually take advantage of it and really kind of help the people prosper help your co your country prosper but it's just going to take the lawmakers taking the time to understand what Bitcoin mining is and how it works and what it does. P people that don't understand this stuff or, or like are anti-Bitcoin or anti-crypto or whatever, um, they turn their back on some of this when it's like, man, this is, this is actually the key to how your country could open the doors of prosperity to everybody. Yeah. And it's just, it's frustrating. So it takes education. And that's where I see you doing a lot. You're writing a lot. Right. So you, you, are you like, do you work for Bitcoin magazine or you just seem to get published by them editorial wise? Like what, what, what is the relationship there? Uh, we have just some PR manager in our yeah. company. So yeah. he does all this stuff like on the yeah. backside. I, he just comes to me with the questions. Right. And like I, I'm just writing. Yeah. And then he edits it and he posts it. So oh, okay. I don't deal much with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because like we are um, maybe one of the Kazakh miners companies mm -hmm. here, we mm -hmm. need also, you know, to um, establish some brand reputation. That's why yeah. we're doing it. Okay. Well, it's good. I liked it. Um, yeah. So tell us about the mining operations here. How much you got going here and what yeah. are you using for power? Yeah, here it's like total maybe five megawatts. Mm -hmm. uh, power is just from the grid. So it's mm -hmm. a mix. What's yeah. in the grid. I don't know. You, like, they say like 60, 60% renewables, they say. Mm -hmm. But I haven't checked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, know. if they say it, just go with it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So five megawatts, are you guys hosting or are you guys doing self-mining? Uh, no, uh, we're using local hosting and we do it for our, one of our Asian clients. Mm -hmm. So problem here that we face, we've worked in Kazakhstan for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Then this problem happened with electricity. Yeah. And he decided uh, to expand in the United States. Mm -hmm. So that's one one of the reasons why I came also here. He expanded here. He put uh, like his machines in different mm -hmm. places. And yeah. he was not happy with how the uptime of the management and everything service here works. And he told me like, why don't you move? Like, I like working with you guys. Like, because, <laughs> um, and here maybe you can get some of our machines and run them. So we start with five. Now we also place to some other and we mm -hmm. helping them. Uh, well, I've got some clients looking for some ready rack space. So let me know. You can call me if you got anything ready to go. We've got yeah. some people looking for how does How do deals like how do deals like that work with like so you, you have this client, he comes to you and says, Hey, I want to mine like with you guys. Like, what is that relationship like? What does it deal like? Yeah, the in mining, because um a lot of scam in crypto in general and yeah. in, in mining mm -hmm. as well. So it's very important to have reliable partners. So it's very important. Because <laughs> yeah. we've been scamped in Kazakhstan. In Russia, in in the United States, I have a lot of experience. In the United scammed. States, only, too. Yeah, only been here six months. Got I know. Already got scammed. Yeah. First, our hosting facility, the guy scammed us. But not uh. only us. I think Compass Mining last year mm -hmm. had won a lawsuit against them, so he scammed a lot of like different mm -hmm. people. 
Mm. So uh, I'm not alone. Yeah. In this journey. Yeah. Do we no, want to call? Not. If you want to call him out, you can call him out. We can we can put him on blast. Yeah. You want to put him on blast? Who who lost the lawsuit? Uh, the company called Dyna- Dynamic Mining. Dynamic. Mining. Dynamics Mining. Dynamics Mining. All right. I don't know. Scam that. alert. So watch out for those guys. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's, we're just. Oh yeah, wait. Allegedly. <laughs> we're, we're we're. Disclaimer. This is yeah, not legal advice. <laughs> just a paranoid lawyer brain. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, and I mean, uh, we've been like since 2018 and in, in Kazakhstan, we have a lot of Asian clients, like from Japan, from mm-hmm. Singapore, from, some from China, Korea. And, uh, they also like, I guess, tried other places and in some other places they got just bad experience mm-hmm. with us. I think they had good experience. That's why they trust us. And that's why they want to us to run their machines to mm-hmm. operate and so do, so what did, what do they bring to the table is it is it purely we, just money and investing or is it, are they they're actually bringing mm-hmm. the machines just machines and then do you guys take like a cut of the bitcoin or like what's that uh, work? or do they just a, pay a flat fee or like how does that it's work? a margin on electricity price okay so if it's electricity for example it's five cents we're charging six cents and that's it so one cent is yeah but they're charging that as a service fee yeah. Right. They pass on the electricity cost and then they're charging a service fee above that for, gotcha. for running the operation or, or and then hosting. what is it? And then like, what does that get them? Are you guys like maintaining the machines? Are you guys handling all of the, uh, yeah, like, wait, what all do you, what all do you do for that? We, we provide like, you know, like final spot where machine will be placed. So in Kazakhstan, we've built everything by ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we've been building mining facilities, substations, this transmission. So everything, when it's ready, ready to energize, we put the machine, client's machine, and just run it and maintain it like on a daily basis. Okay. So uh, yeah, it's called like hosting business. So we got the team on site. Uh, we got the team uh, in the office, uh, software developers, like and uh, different managers. So when we run their machines, our main goal is the uptime. So uh, we we try to keep it high. So mm. what have you been hitting on average uptime wise? Uh, like ninety eight percent. Oh, nice, good, good. And this is in West Virginia. No, it's in Kazakhstan. Oh, that's in Kazakhstan because <laughs> okay. we don't have okay. any curtail. Yeah. We didn't have any yeah. curtail. Yeah, so you can just run. Yeah, the only time you're shut down is basically like basically maintenance is, or something. Huh? Yeah, maintenance or some mm. emergency on the line, something right. you know, weather yeah. or yeah, uh, basically yeah. Mm. You're right though about the having good partners I and mean, that like people do get scammed in this industry still um people get scammed in any industry but it's still very very young industry yeah. i and think so, it's easy when you don't like fully understand a space that you obviously right. you know that there's a lot of momentum there's a lot of hype you see you know people who are like doing well you're like i want to get in but yeah you could you could find somebody who's a, a really charismatic snake oil salesman right there are a lot of them and people yeah. are doing work off telegram i was talking you know what i mean i mean it's <laughs> That's still a problem that I think we need to get past as an industry is like we gotta we gotta mature in the professionalism side and and really kind of the ones who are scammers like they do need to get put on blast and they mm-hmm. do like we we got to do a job good job of weeding out the snake oil salesman yeah. and all that one but bad apple kind of ruins it for it ruins it for everybody I mean yeah. you if you have a a large institutional player that comes in and gets scammed. That could be the end of their yeah. opportunities or willingness to get into this type of business. And we don't want that. And so it is really important to have that. It's also important because what you what happened in Kazakhstan and what's happened like Russia, there was a lot of different areas, China, obviously. Um, the geopolitical risk of setting up operations in certain areas. And um, we saw that with Compass had a Kazakhstan area uh, mining operation, didn't they? That I think they got impacted by. It. I know they had this deal with no, Russia. No, they're the Russian one that yeah. they just came in and just right seized just, it. Yeah, and so stuff like that happens, and it's oil and gas has kind of learned that lesson over time. You know, like people getting basically. We were talking about that. Oh, worry, yeah. yeah. So it's that it's not unique just to the mining industry, but I yeah. think because the mining industry is so new, and you got a lot of retail folks that get in yeah. at. That whole evaluation process or thought process, we think that, well, okay, we will just sue someone if something doesn't work out here, and you know, we'll we'll have some type of like avenue to a remedy. You don't always have that when you go set up shop in Kazakhstan or some of these other places, and so uh, it's it's tough. But 
making sure when you are investing that the, you're investing in a place that has a low geopolitical risk is probably best. I was telling somebody before, like I would set up shop in El Salvador before I'd set up shop in New York when it comes to Bitcoin mining. Is there and, any sort of like, uh, like, I don't know if there's a way to like quantify it, but like a, a geopolitical risk index mm-hmm. yeah, I know. being like, hey, if you're going to be mining, like here's the least risky right. to the most risky. Right. I'm sure there's like evaluations are done internally yeah. probably yeah. at these places. But like that's just another area that I think this whole industry is going to grow and we're going to continue to see like development and and like there's going to be new areas of where like businesses that pop up to service the mining industry. It's like gold mining, you know, you mm-hmm. get dudes selling shovels and all this kind of stuff. So. I yeah. think it's, you know, we'll see all that happen, but yeah, right now yeah. it's like, you gotta, you gotta really be careful about where you. And you know, irony with all this, like I thought United States is the like most safe place to mine. Yeah. And uh, immediately after we came, like maybe two months later, we placed these machines in Kentucky mm-hmm. and we got scammed. Heavily. Really? And the guy, the professional, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't see such way of scamming anywhere. He actually rented a warehouse put the racks in it, did the infrastructure, mm-hmm. some small, like maybe for 500 machines. Yeah. So it was like perfect showroom. So whenever you go there, you see everything is real. Right. So he shows everything, the contracts with the utilities, the contract mm-hmm. with for renting the yeah. warehouse. You see some machines, some mining, and you say, okay, so this guy spent so much money, probably he won't scam me. Like, yeah. I mean, Everything is there, so you everything you need to check is there. Mm-hmm. So he has the space where he can put these machines. He has everything, and then uh, he uses all this, like I mean, just 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 a showroom for other guys to right. come and uh, send him deposit monies and send him machines. <laughs> and then he bounces. Wow. Yeah. Then yeah, he just keep like giving excuses. Uh-huh. This happened. This happened months after months. Right. And uh, one day we went there and. Uh, there is no mining there. Mm. We called the landlord. He said, this guy didn't pay rent for me. So he left. So then you go to the police and they say, uh, two or three uh, more companies already also like looking for him. He's mm-hmm. come. So then you go to lawyers who already working with some of these, you know, mm-hmm. clients who were scammed as well. Yeah. So and it was like, you know, in the movie. So yeah. Yeah, like you're watching Hollywood movie. Like, wow. <laughs> wow, this is happening to me in real life. You get died the bounty hunter to go find this guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's why you need a good law firm to... Help you vet these people and vet these contracts. We didn't. We didn't we have, have Martin a, Legal Group. We didn't have a jingle every time. I know. Every time you go, ding, 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 yeah, ding. I mean, we have a strong case. We have the contract. We yeah. have all all evidences. We have everything, mm-hmm. but still, it will take time oh, and money to sue him. And, right. Uh, right. I hope that the justice system here works well, and mm-hmm. he will be punished. <laughs> it, the, I would say the justice system here works as good as it probably can. For most places. That's a, a really good way to put it. Right. Yeah. But it's slow. It's not perfect. It moves at an iceberg slow. pace. You know what I mean? It's it's very slow. And expensive. And it's expensive. Terms. And it's it's not perfect. There's never going to be a perfect system. The problem, too, is that the law is always trying to catch up to technology. And technology moves at such a pace. And scammers move at a very fast pace. Oh, and they yeah. take advantage of these opportunities in technology to basically be in front of of people and people are always in a hurry to get stuff online or hurry to get stuff yeah. going. And it's like, man, it's, it's tough. So that, I'm sorry that happened to you really. And that's, yeah, that sucks. I, I it's supposed just, to be your first experience in the U S <laughs> like, golly, man. But you know, uh, the, it was first and then we got like more, you know, professional, how mm-hmm. not to be scammed. Right. So you right. learn from experience. Right. Right. Yeah, man, that's tough. So, what well, what are you guys' plans? Your growth plans, and are you guys, what what are you thinking? Where where are you going from here? Uh yeah, we we, we just plan to like increase our mining mm-hmm. operation, get more self mining. We also do mining for ourselves. We have mm-hmm. more than thousand machines. Okay, uh, mining for ourselves as well. Uh, I mean, for the company, and mm-hmm. we want to grow that as well. And we're looking for good, uh, you know, sites mm-hmm. where we can build out. You need to call me, man. We got some stuff we're working on. We 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 can talk business after this, but what what are you looking in, in any particular states like Texas or 
Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. So yeah, in in Texas they did a good project. Uh, I think local Texans mm-hmm. also they do this in uh, Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. I think you know, mm-hmm. like they are building 300 megawatt facility. Yeah, and we also like. Are you guys involved on that one? Um, not we, but one of our clients. Yeah. So we introduced uh, mm-hmm. and they uh, co-invested in this project. Okay. So uh, what we're trying to do, we want uh, to run some operations there. So mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. not all 300 megawatts, but yeah. some of the operation we try to get the part where uh, daily operations, maintenance, right. attracting clients, so develop it there. What mostly. would be the time frame on that? Getting operational. Uh, so the, they are trying to get uh, energized by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. That's an optimistic plan. Right. I, yeah, I believe mm-hmm. it happened, but uh, yeah, may, may, maybe first or second quarter mm-hmm. next year, it's like more. What do you think least. with the halving coming up? Oh, How, what's your thoughts? You, uh, <laughs> I I believe that the Bitcoin price will, price will go up after halving. <laughs> right, well, yeah, I do too. I don't know how long though. That, and that's like we didn't start mining at J until post having of the last one. Yeah. So you know you didn't have to deal with like a fifty percent reduction in your revenue overnight. Uh, I'm just kind of anxious to see how it all plays out with a with a lot of the folks that are coming online like towards the end of the year right it's, it's is anybody building essentially decline curves to project these things out? oh yeah yeah they do they're tough to model though man because you got the other factor you got in there is the difficulty increase yeah. right and so you, it's tough to model it because you don't know what is going to happen and it, i was having a conversation with a guy yesterday about this and it's hard to figure out where that hash rate's all coming from it's not all coming from public miners from big yeah public yeah miners. i think mara marathon is only like 3.5% of all global hash. Right. And right. they're our biggest, I think. And yeah. And so it's like, look, it's not all the public miners that are yeah. bringing it on because you would see that in their reporting, right? Yeah. Their, all their uh, public filings you, and whatnot. You see how so just tons of small miners? I think it's either like family offices or governments. I think there's a lot of governments that are probably getting involved. I think probably Russia, maybe even China. I don't know if China, you know, might be pulling the rug out on people. So It could be. Um, but uh, I, China still has some mining, right? Just uh, you know, hidden. The, yeah, the larger ones mm. who has some connections political. So they still, right. yeah. But yeah. you see the beauty of the system. I mean, the beauty design mm. of the Bitcoin right. mining. So we don't know like much mm-hmm. about it, but it works. Like it works. I mean, the hash rate grows. Everyone incentivized to mm-hmm. do mining. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I it think. is. It is. And. W- have you written on anything on the ordinals and kind of how that yeah has it, yeah so what's your thoughts on those i know the talk about them has kind of died down a little bit but what are your thoughts on that and do you think it's gonna is it something to stay or is it kind of a fad uh originals in my perception is just one of the things that bitcoin will also be involved in mm-hmm. so you you can't like Mm, cancel all this stuff like uh, developments mm-hmm. originals good for miners because <laughs> mm-hmm. they pay fees and yeah. everything we did uh, quite good some period mm-hmm. and i believe uh this is something that uh, gonna evolve mm-hmm. uh, so we will see more originals hype i think uh, during next bull market we will see some new developments on top of bitcoin blockchain different applications and eventually, uh, like even the rewards is uh, halved every four years, mm-hmm. uh, we will see more uh, like commissions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at the minor, I believe, like in the long run, uh, we will okay. Like at some period, we will have like less than one bitcoin of rewards for the block emissions, but we will have uh, more fees on because of the mm-hmm. transaction because of all these applications happening on Bitcoin. The whole ecosystem. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, yeah I, I agree, and I, I think I still think it's just a crazy. I don't want to say <laughs> miracle necessarily, but like the fact that this could be built and how it is actually implemented throughout the world and it continues to grow and it shows a lot of the ordinals is is a good example of like the diversity and flexibility of the bitcoin network and what it can do and how you really can build anything you want on top of it and use it for whatever you want it's like an ultimate freedom tool for for money and for an ecosystem where people can transact together with each other and i think it's remarkable are there any other good examples of things like ordinals that are 
Oh, miners well, can get paid on? Uh, not exactly right now. Ordinals were yeah. kind of, you know, a something new, new right. fresh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's been a big boom for the miners. It's been yeah. a very big boom for them. Um, has it kind of died down, though, as far as the transactional kind of uplift it had for a little while? Yeah. I know for a while it was remarkable what it did. Yeah, even uh, I think some blocks, the transactions we were like higher than the block reward. Right. Yeah. Right, which that's wild, man. That's yeah. a block reward is six six point two five or whatever, or yeah. six point five, whatever it is. Um, yeah, and and the block rewards were higher than like seven or the transactions. Yeah, yeah. seven point five. Uh, so we were like our revenues like almost doubled, doubled at that time. Wild, huh? I'm curious to see what comes along next. I know, you know, that's what's exciting. That's that's so that's where you get into like the developer side, and I'm I mean we're oil and gas guys, energy guys. I'm not a freaking computer programmer. The files are in the computer. Yeah, they're in the computer. Uh, yeah, so that's that's like me and you. Uh, I don't know who's Zoolander and who's <laughs> derelict. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of my knowledge of it. It's like I just leave it to them. But it, I know there's going to be things that are continued to be built on it. And absolutely, that's just kind of where it's like you just trust that the developers that are doing their job and they're coming up with new ways to utilize the network and the miners are out here supporting it through keeping the network running and um it's a good symbiotic relationship between two very very different groups of people yeah yeah bitcoin is like from every perspective that you look on bitcoin is beautiful i mean Mm -hmm. it's like self-sustaining system Mm -hmm. nobody needs to you know make any decisions it's all like uh, all like counterparties are incentivized to do something mm-hmm. miners we want to build more we want more hash rate mm-hmm. or running like i mean developers they are doing their originals right. and some other stuff so. well and from you being from basically a communist controlled country for as long as i could remember right until the 90 until 91 yeah um i'm sure there's probably a different perspective of how important having sound money that really gives you kind of a sovereign aspect of your life that isn't controlled by the communist regime or or by some state power it's got to be like you look at it probably with a little bit different reverence than somebody like us like that we haven't lived through that type of government control or or i don't know i guess fear of like the government coming in and being able to basically take things away from you or dictate what you have to do with it and so yeah i gotta i gotta imagine there's probably a little bit more reverence that you have for what it actually provides people yeah actually it's freedom financial freedom Mm -hmm. because uh like when you're not pleased by government they just can remove you from the system they can block your bank accounts then they can like take away your property and everything so here property is protected yeah nobody Mm -hmm. can take your property Mm -hmm. there like they can find some uh, political, you know, incentive or some. If you are not pleased, if you are saying some things they don't like, if right. you are doing some things they don't like, so they just can, um, you know, not only put you in jail but take all of your properties. It's mm-hmm. in the law, so mm-hmm. they can take your money, they can take your house, everything. But they cannot take Bitcoin. Yeah, right. you have right. private keys. Yes, I mean, yeah. not, not your keys, not your cheese. Yeah, <laughs> we needed some jingles going I know on. We do, man. We do. <laughs> Yeah, now it's not like this. I mean, in Kazakhstan, it's more like now it's uh, more freedom and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, during the Soviet times, during some period in Kazakhstan also, there was some time when you are afraid of doing Mm -hmm. something, saying something. And also, uh, I believe that the financial systems are corrupted and people who run them are not exactly good at it. So they're like monetary system, fiscal system, so politics and everything, they're like doing it bad. Mm-hmm. That's why we see a lot of problems economical in Kazakhstan. So why would we trust in like currency, mm-hmm. like which is run by some people who are maybe not best in their, what they do, but they are like more like, you know, on ideological way or on some, you know, this, right? yeah, connections, they are running the system bitcoin removes like human error yeah. even if it's innocent error it yeah. removes the human corruption aspect and it removes the human exactly. error so that's why i mean it's undoubtedly the 
strongest form of money I mean, that uh, I think we could ever find. It gives you confidence that uh, what you get in Bitcoin value, no matter how, like what mm-hmm. the price of Bitcoin, uh, you control it. Right. Yeah. yeah nobody can take it uh, from you mm-hmm. without your will. Maybe only gangsters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me your, <laughs> yeah. your seed phrase. But the yeah. uh, government mm-hmm. cannot do it this mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, so that's but gangsters cool. could steal your cash too. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. They can take everything. Gangsters can yeah. take yeah. anything. Yeah, you know what I mean. They can. Speaking of gangsters, did y'all see the news about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. saying that he wants to back the U.S. dollar with Bitcoin? Oh, I did. He said that, that like came out apparently like yesterday, and mm-hmm. so it's super since it's going to go out Monday, super topical. So I'm curious what what y'all's thoughts are. I look. I um, I will freely admit I am not. I'm not a member of either party. Um, Same. I will never, ever be a member of any party. Two-party system's the problem. R- right, it is. 100%. And and I think just ideologues are the problem, too. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're selling yourself to a party, regardless of what they do say, you're just going to buy in. It's, it's a problem. But I, and I try to look at individuals and decide on who I would want to vote for. Um, and obviously, Bitcoin is a huge thing for me, and I think it's, probably one of the biggest issues that we could discuss in the world because of how dominant the U.S. dollar is around the world. And so having something that actually backs the U.S. dollar, uh, I think is hugely valuable in strengthening the dollar. And that that's part of the thing. I, I, too often people assume that Bitcoin has to replace the dollar or, you know, that's what's going to happen. I don't, having it back the dollar would be wonderful. That would be a wonderful way to go. I think Robert Kennedy is trying to, you know, he, I like what he's been saying, right? And I don't agree with everything he says, but on- I don't agree with his energy right, position, right, particularly around oil and gas. Right, right. Um, but all the Bitcoin stuff's great. Right. And and I agree, but I've, I have heard him mention things too about, it wasn't necessarily like we need to get rid of all fossil fuels, but it was a more logical approach of like, look, if because I'm not going to convince everybody that oil and gas is not- as bad as what they think it is. Um, but what you can say is like, look, if you can slowly move away from it into a reliable, profitable, and sustainable uh, energy source, but reliable and profitable are also part of it being sustainable. It's the trifecta that you got to have. Right, you got to have it. And so if you don't have those other aspects to it, then it's not sustainable. But if if you're saying, look, we want to slowly move into something that is just as reliable just as uh, profitable and just as sustainable, then great, sure, okay. If technology allows you to do that in a responsible way, and and uh, you know you're not sitting here calling it one dirty, one clean, because that's complete hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. It's not true. Yeah. Um, then yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm a capitalist, right? And that's kind of if you're truly a capitalist, like let it let it play out, and yeah. and that's fine. <laughs> but like. From a Bitcoin stand- standpoint and what he's saying about, you know, trying to get the, uh, something hard back into the, the the dollar, I think absolutely. Yeah. And I think it'd be huge. I don't think there's anything better to back the dollar with than Bitcoin. Right. Right. I don't either. I yeah. really don't. And I just think that um, if he could somehow get through that Democratic primary, I would be ecstatic. <laughs> I would be ecstatic. And I think Bitcoin would see a nice little bump from that as well. Yeah. Um, if he somehow won, which like the, where's our tinfoil hat? We always yeah. have a time for a tinfoil hat. <laughs> um, I don't think the powers that be will allow it, you know, it'd have to be a, I'm going to be honest. I don't really understand how all that works, but I, money. I, I, yeah, I sense that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how it works with, um, on the, on the, particularly on the democratic side. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't understand with Joe Biden being the incumbent. I don't know. You have, to like, you have to like make it to a, make it to the primary. They right? still they still can go primary him. Yeah, they still can primary. Like he still has to get the nomination to be the Democratic nominee. Okay. Well, so, wouldn't yeah. the wouldn't the party's choice naturally be? It would naturally the be the sitting, incumbent, the typically, president, uh, even though he's completely senile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Typically, that would be you know that's who you. If I was them, I'd want somebody else too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is this has gotten silly. It's yeah. this is. Robert F. Kennedy's jacked too. Right, right. He's a, he's he's a fit dude. Yeah. You know, you remember when Biden and Trump were talking about fighting each other all the time, and <laughs> yeah. it's like, gosh, Kennedy would whip both of us. Oh yeah, like not even close. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's 
I think politics has gotten so ridiculous here. I think it's actually a sign of the decline of our country, honestly. Like, these are the best people we can put up. We have to have new blood, man. This is this has gotten crazy. And um, I'm I'm I will look at it and I think about like history and you look at Rome and you look at the fall of Greece, all these different areas, and it's like man, this you, looks very similar. You 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 see the meme where they say like hard times create hard men, uh, like strong strong men, strong men, right, yeah. right. Strong men create, create good times, good, good times, times create weak, weak men, <laughs> weak men create bad times. You know, it's like or tough times. Yeah, it's and it's true. It's it's true. So we're everything's a pendulum. Everything's a pendulum, and you know we're going to go through ups and downs. And I think we're we're probably in the midst of this time where like we got to find ourselves again. We got to find ourselves again because what we're doing to ourselves based on ideological you know reasoning is horrible. And I don't see it getting better with any of the people that are. Uh, on the Republican or the Democratic side. I know that would probably not be agreed by a lot of the people that probably listen to us, um, but it's just how I feel. I, I'm not a fan of it. The, the bigger problem is just Washington. Right, in, 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 general. in general. Yeah, mm -hmm. all of that. Yep. If we get if we could somehow pass some law three, it's like clean slate and everybody out mm -hmm. elect all new people. I think we're just- Term limits? Oh, term limits. We need them so bad. And we got to get away from the, uh, like the, the, moral based policy decisions yeah. like this this is ridiculous like the stuff we're all arguing about are like these ridiculous morality issues depending on what side you're on you're gonna have a different opinion like th that's not a real issue you go to places like kazakhstan you go to places like el salvador and you go to these other places that are developing they're trying to get out of the situation they've been in they're not talking about the same issues that we talk about yeah you know what i mean we manufacture issues we manufacture issues completely it's yeah. And everybody uses the same issue. They just go to the extreme on one side or the other to try to rile people up, feed them red meat, and get them pissed off at each other. And it's it's disgusting, man. I'm tired of it. Sorry. Yeah, I support you. I mean, when the humans decide what's moral or not, mm -hmm. like they always will argue. You need some right. absolute, like God. God says this is bad. Right. This is good. Yeah. So basically, then <laughs> you just follow. Mm -hmm. You don't make up your mind what's bad and good. Right. So for me, it's more like more simple because maybe I'm from Kazakhstan and we have like more traditional. So right. Yeah. Whatever God says is good, is yeah. good. Whatever yeah. God says is bad, is bad. And right. You just try to follow this. You don't like contradict with Him. That's true. the The problem I have the with that though, I think that you see here is that people don't look like people that don't believe in God or don't don't believe whatever we prescribe as God or what we believe is God. They're not ever going to agree. You know what I mean? That 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 is the moral mm. thing. That they're going to look at it from a standpoint of, well, that's ridiculous. You know, we don't believe in that. So, but they want to force the same thing that they want to force what they believe down your throat. And it's just like, why don't you guys just take care of yourself? We'll take care of ourselves. Like everybody, chill. Yeah. Stop trying to force morality, your morality, onto each other. And both sides do it. Everybody should just mind their own damn business. Just mind your business. Yeah. Be a, like even the libertarian party i'm not i'm not a part of the libertarian pol party but part of that mindset of like take care of yourself i agree right? i agree with like, a lot of the the ideologies of, yeah. of libertarianism i do too and it's it's like look i'm not going to force my morality on you i'm going to take care of me and my family you don't force yours on me just take care of yourself mm -hmm. take care of yourself and we'll all be okay and look within that's how we all should be look within Take care of your business. Be a good, kind person. That's universal. Yeah. yeah, that's universal. So, like, that doesn't mean I have to agree with your lifestyle or what your choices you make. But I also don't need to like go and try to tell you you're evil and you're going to hell. Like, yeah, and it's because honestly, I don't know who goes to heaven and hell. I'll find out one day, but I don't <laughs> yeah, know yeah. now. Nobody knows. Nobody <laughs> knows. So, like, let's stop pretending. We the think of time. I saw a study the other day. They said the universe is twice as old as what they thought it was. So you're talking about 27, 28 billion years. Yeah. How do they know? They don't know. Basically what they're saying is we don't have a clue. Yeah. Okay. And so we're supposed- How would you even, how would you even try to like come up with, with that? I don't they know can base it on light and measurement. You know what I mean? The gases, yeah. all that kind of different stuff. I'm not a- But you're, you're limited, you're but, limited based on the technology, right? Right. It's just like the, with these like telescopes and stuff. 
James Webb stuff's awesome. Yeah. I love looking. Oh at this man, stuff. that's it's some incredible. of the coolest stuff to look at. I, I will like, go down real some rabbit Photoshop. holes, man. <laughs> I will go down rabbit holes where I'm like, <laughs> I'm all over the space stuff and all kinds of like simulation theory, string theory, all this kind of stuff. I love like reading about it, but end of the day, you leave that with man. I am a speck of dust, yeah. and it. I'm less than a blink of an eye in the history of the, the mm -hmm. universe, the history of the earth, and the history of a lot of things. Dude, we're just a bunch of who's living on a snowflake. Yeah, man. You know what I like, mean? Like, let's stop trying to control everybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> and let's just take care of Like, live in the moment. Enjoy your life. I got Jackson in here getting produced again. And it's like, man, I got awesome kids. I, I get to spend a lot of time with them. And I'm going to spend my energy and time thinking about them and, like, hanging out with them. I'm not going to worry about what bathroom somebody's going into. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's a, it's no point in it. You got people in Kazakhstan that are trying to figure out how to keep the lights on in their house. Yeah. We have people in El Salvador trying to figure out how they're going to feed their family. Mm -hmm. And we're over here arguing about freaking bathrooms and, and what color hair somebody has. That's a big reason I like, I've kind of got off Twitter for a little bit. I do. I'm not like entirely off, but I just don't, I don't let myself just spend time scrolling through because it's right. just like doom like doom scrolling. It's just yeah. always something new. It's just always people fighting about everything. I'm like, I don't, to be honest with you, I just don't care. Yeah, I don't most care. Most things that people mm. want to complain about. Right. It's not, it's, there's no point. Yeah. You know what I mean? We got people yeah. to deal with real stuff. Sorry, yeah. we took that in a weird direction, man. Well, yeah, I mean, I agree. We're, I agree. We're going to start a cult. That's what we're going to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Bitcoin, Bitcoin cult. So, but yeah, we're, hey, I'm going to build a little citadel one of these days here soon. I told you a little bit about my plans, but you guys are going to be, very, you guys are both welcome out there. Jackson, oh, should, can we allow them to come out and hang out at our farm? Oh, we can. Okay. <laughs> They're welcome. All right. Can we can we say Jackson came to executive produce again today? Uh, you got a question for Mr. Dadar here? Uh yeah, but I forgot it. What was it? You asked me something about the sports. Yeah, I know. I already What's looked it up. Oh, we'll ask him. He... Uh isn't the national sport of Kazakhstan horse racing? <laughs> Yeah, it's mostly horse racing, and we have some kind of uh, like team play with the horses. It's kind of brutal for Western people, oh. but basically, it's a sheep, dead sheep, like I mean, <laughs> a dead sheep. A yeah, dead sheep? yeah, and you use it as a ball. I mean, you use what? A, you and you ride the horse, and the two teams they have like goals uh -huh. like on both sides and you need to bring like american football you need to bring this sheep and put it in the your opponent's <laughs> is it uh, is goal. it like a full sheep with yeah, arms and legs full, or not yeah, arms, yeah. i guess mostly legs but okay so it's a full sheep yeah. dead and they just like drag it and put it in a yeah a mix of uh, polo and uh american football <laughs> yeah with a dead sheep <laughs> yeah that is like some freaking genghis khan stuff man and that's <laughs> And it's hard to, uh, to play because uh, you need to be strong, very strong, because you not only need to cater the ship, you need to protect it from other players. I mean, your opponent's players, and they like uh, jumping on you, like hitting you, trying to get the ship. So it's Jackson, you just asked the best question of the day. That's <laughs> incredible. That wow. is mind blowing. By the way, Genghis Khan's not better than Sun Tzu. Okay. All right. Thank you. That. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you, executive producer. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Holland's better than Mbappe. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> but yeah, that's incredible, man. That is yeah, incredible. It's not common, but it's national. I mean, uh -huh. it's still. What's the sport called? Uh, Kokpar? Kokpar. Uh, I don't know how to spell that. Yeah. We'll I can you. assure you, I did not expect that to be the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are like nomadic. Yeah. How do you spell it? Uh, it's uh, K O K P A R, like this. Kokpar. Oh, uh, I just have to. I have to look up an image of this, Kim. If you can um, throw some images of Coke Bar uh, on the video version of the to. podcast, have this to. is wild. I'm gonna be watching that. On this, YouTube I mean, but I, this is kind of like the Houston livestock show and rodeo, except the animal's dead that you're fighting over. <laughs> it's so it's kind of like a rodeo. It's like a rodeo yeah. polo. A rodeo polo with a dead sheep. I mean, <laughs> well, that's wild, man. That's awesome. Have you, you been to a, an event? Holy moly. 
<laughs> have you been to one of those? Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, wow. Uh, even uh, once I tried to play, but I couldn't. I just stand on my horse. Yeah. I'm not involved. You never in got the lamb or the, no, the no. sheep? Do they these eat the sheep? These guys are the professional. Yeah. They can hurt you. I yeah, think. yeah. Wow. That's incredible. I'm watching one when I... This is home. nuts. Uh, yeah, I'm going to see if they have like Coke Bar on like ESPN, the Ocho. Oh man, that is awesome. I, I don't know how else we could end the show better than that. That's that's a that's a great high note to go out on. Yeah. What's that? No, that's not. We don't know, we know nothing we can't about top soccer. That. We can't top that. Nope. Didar Jackson. Jackson. Hold up, Burrow. Didar, thank you for coming. We appreciate yeah. it, man. That was thank that was guys. awesome and lightning. And uh I just always enjoy talking to people with different perspectives and kind of from different areas because Bitcoin's such a powerful thing for people. Yeah. And it's it's nice to talk to people who can really appreciate and experience that, have experienced it. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. thanks for coming on, man. This has been great. Yeah, Jake, Justin, thank you. Absolutely. Anytime, man. Anytime. You guys uh, like the show? Hey, leave us a rating review, share with your friends. Appreciate all the support. We're getting back to our regularly scheduled releases. So looking forward to doing a lot more of these. We got a ton on the schedule coming up. If you want to come on the show, if you've got a cool story to tell or you've ever chatted with us and you want to come on and just like hang out, chop it up a little bit, reach out, let me know. Shoot me a note over at jake at digitalwalkhunters.com. Uh, anything else? Anything no, else man. Holland's no. better. Okay, we heard you. <laughs> Thank you for Jackson showing up today again, too. School's starting soon, so you might not make Boom. another appearance for a while. <laughs> and those are my headphones on that chair. Thanks, guys.